0: Hello and welcome to Historical Fantasy. I'm Guinevere Lee.
1: And I am Noel Sayar.
0: And today we're going to be sharing some more stories about Oni and Yokai. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, of course, in the last podcast we were talking about Matsushima because in the chapter of Lida and Samurai that came out just before that, our heroes traveled to Matsushima. But what we didn't talk about was that in that chapter, They discover something very sinister living in Matsushima Bay. In the last episode, we were referring to Matsushima as one of the three most beautiful places in Japan. But one listener correctly pointed out to us that we were incorrect.
1: Not completely accurate.
0: Uh, It's actually one of the three most beautiful views in Japan. Uh, these distinctions are important because, as we said, there are hmm. many, many lists. I am pretty
1: sure that I have another list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about the yokai that have inspired the sinister thing that lives in Matsushima Bay.
1: So in my case, I will like focus in how the yokai they are related in like a real history and like a real events and in general used to be from like a a little bit dark point of view.
0: Oh yeah, I think we can safely say that most of these Japanese legends are pretty dark. Entertaining, but definitely dark. (laughs) And they all do seem to have a little bit of reality sewn into them. You know, most stories will have very specific places. Some of them will use real people that Mm -hmm. we know are historical figures. So it's kind of interesting to learn a little bit about how that evolution happened.
1: Especially because back in days, like uh, the history and this mythology was a little bit like a mix-up. So you never know exactly when end like a mythology and when start a real history. So probably back in days will be like a real, like amazing, like a like a feel or leave all of these like uh, histories.
0: I imagine back in the day you would just kind of believe a lot of these things, yeah. you know? The forest was dark at night, you didn't know what lived in there. <laughs> Sometimes not even the forest, because a lot of these stories take place in the city. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: so I will talk about like the history of the Emperor Sutoku and how he became like, uh, a Tengu and he damn all of the imperial family and like uh, ruined them to like uh, the disaster.
0: But is this a real emperor? Yes,
1: it was he was a real emperor. So
0: when did he live? When does this story take
1: place? This story is like a place in the Kamakura period. Kamakura. Century 12.
0: The 12th century? Yeah,
1: so like uh, far back from the Edo period. And I think that I, like, a comment in, like, a preview podcast, but um, in that time, like, it was very common that the emperors, that in that moment they have, like, the real power on the country, abdicate after 30 years of, like, a reign.
0: Yeah, a lot of emperors used to just retire. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Well, retire in quotation marks.
1: Yes, exactly. So, like... uh, Depend on the period that is more or less true, but, like, uh, generally speaking, like, the former emperor that is called, like, an enclosed emperor.
0: The enclosed emperor?
1: Because mostly it is a kind of retired, like, in a temple. So, like, uh, technically he must live, like, a life of, like, uh, peace and quiet, but, like, in the reality he yeah. used to, like, uh, reign in the shadows and because in some cases like the chi- like the emperors become emperor when they are child in the moment that they are in, 30 years their own childs still be like, uh, too small for rain.
0: Well, was this forced retirement? Because my interpretation no. was that most of these people were choosing...
1: No, it is not forced, but it's a kind of tradition or not spoken rule. Right. But when they do that and put their own child as an emperor, because the child it is too small for rain, it's be assumed that he will still like uh, reigning in the shadows.
0: Right, yeah, he'll be the... Regent.
1: Yeah, exactly. I explain this because this is important in this history, because in that moment, like the Shirakawa Emperor, that was the enclosed emperor on that time, in the moment that he abdicated, he used to choose between the two of the, his sons. The Shirakawa Emperor have one son that is called Toba. Also, the Toba have like a one son called like a Sutoku. But it's an open secret that the Sutoku was not son of Toba was son of the Toba's father, the Shirakawa Emperor. So it happened that when like the um, Shirakawa Emperor like a retire, put a Toba as a, like a emperor. Right. And like a Shutoku wasn't happy with that. Because he expected that he become emperor as well.
0: Right.
1: Happened that when the Shirakawa emperors die. You
0: uh, know every time you click that,
1: okay.
0: the camera picks it up. <laughs>
1: Happened that, when the Shiokawa emperors die, Toba must choose between, like, uh, put his own son as, like, uh, emperor or put the Sutaku son as emperor as well.
0: Or put his brother, you mean?
1: Yes, because they both have, like...
0: uh, a. They both have an equal claim to the throne.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. happened that during that time, like, uh, the Toba emperor, like, uh, was, like, uh, making that all the Sutaku supporters like a slyly go out of the court, so happened that then the court support the, the, the Toba son, Kumone. Kumone was three years old when become emperor, and during all his life he was like a, a, a sick child, so he died very soon. When he died, Goshiakawa, that is a very important like a uh, character in Japanese history, became emperor. And then, like, when Sutoku was exiliated of the court.
0: Exile.
1: Exile of the court. And she became a monk. After he became a monk, he started to write, like, a Buddhist, like, a text. And he sent, like, a compendium of, like, a Buddhist text to Kyoto as a gift. Because the Shirakawa Emperor think that this text can be cursed, he refused. <laughs> and, and born in his step. In, the, in this moment, Sotaku becomes so angry that he becomes a demon, yeah. he becomes a Tengu. And when he dies, he corrupt all the mountain that was around, and he cursed like a Go Shirakawa and all his family in the very moment of his death. Yeah. Happened that during all the life of the Shirakawa Emperor, and it is also like a true history, he suffered a lot of like uh, misfortunes, mm. like uh, all of the supporters died during battles. Mm. Like I uh, start to appear a lot of rebellions, and in fact, it's a big rebellion calling like uh, the Hogan Rebellion, and with the displacing of the power from the Emperor Go to the first Kamakura Shogunate. That is the moment when the shoguns start to become half real power in the country. So they assume that is all of the plan when Sotaku Emperor become a demon and just curse all of the imperial family. So
0: basically this guy had such an awful reign that the people were saying, he must have been cursed by a demon. <laughs> he obviously pissed off someone so much they turned into a demon yep. and cursed him. <laughs> That's the logic of the times.
1: <laughs> because, and this is also true, when Sotaku died, Sotaku was like uh, the brother of the former emperor.
0: Mm-hmm. So he
1: should have like a royal treatment. Right. But instead of that... He, the emperor, forbid to anyone go to his funeral and also forbid that, like, uh, give any kind of honors during the burying. The it is why he, like, uh, become a demon and just, like, uh, curse all of the family.
0: All of this story that you were telling me really reminded me of the Heike story. Oh, really? About the battle that happened between the Heike and the Genji clans.
1: No, it is before. Right before that,
0: but it it has so many similarities oh, really? with the line of succession being a huge driving force because you have all these brothers who yeah. they all have different mothers and all the mothers are plotting with each other and mm-hmm. you know to get their son on the throne and
1: be- because yeah like they they claim to be the real wife yeah. the official you know yeah and so
0: you have like the retired emperor who's kind of really controlling everything and. Uh, all these, it's such, there's so much drama.
1: (laughs) No, but, but just before that point, during the last, like, a three centuries, they have all of, like, a court intrigues of, like, a, like, old emperors, the new emperors, like, the brothers.
0: Yeah, it's so fascinating to read about it, but it is very confusing at times, there's so many names. Because
1: the point of, like, a, put, like, a child as an emperor is all a plan of, like, a big week. So yeah. I can control it.
0: Exactly, he's a puppet.
1: But the side effect is because he is weak, and other people can try to influence in the emperor yeah. other than the father. So it's it's like a like a court, like a stabbing the back to yeah. each other. You know, like
0: there's a reason why all of this led to the Sengoku period, which is known as the Japanese medieval ages. Yeah,
1: because it is <laughs> n- don't have like a, the strong man on charge. Yeah, never
0: exactly. It was
1: just... Yeah. And this is why I appear the show. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. now I am the fucking <laughs> yeah. strongman.
0: Daddy's home.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so it's funny because the story that I picked to talk about today has a very similar theme in that it is about a person who is filled with so much rage and betrayal that they turn into a demon.
1: What?
0: Yeah. So obviously this is a theme in Japanese yes. mythology. Yes. <laughs> yes. You also see it in a lot of modern day things like, you know, the grudge, for yeah. example. You have so much anger in this one place that it creates a demon.
1: Also, when I I'm reading about yokai, I see the yokai that is Basil of the Grudge.
0: Oh, really?
1: It's one specific yokai.
0: Oh, really? Yes we're getting a lot of this information from this great website called yokai.com
1: yes it's fantastic yeah
0: it's y-o-k-a-i.com and you should really check it out if any of what we're talking about is of interest to you right so kiyohime is a great story (laughs) (laughs) kiyohime is a story about a girl who lives at an inn And every year, a monk comes by on his yearly pilgrimage, and, I mean, who really knows? Obviously, we're talking about a little girl here, but this guy is, like, flirting with her, maybe kind of trying to seduce her. But anyway, he's always promising that he's going to marry her one day as soon as she comes of age. And eventually he shows up one year and she's become a woman. And she says, great, let's go get married. And he didn't think that she would take it seriously or, you know, you know how men are. (laughs) (laughs) Always going back on their word. But he, of course, lies to her, says that he has to finish the pilgrimage. And then on the way back, he'll pick her up Hmm. and they'll get married. He never comes back. He purposely avoids her in on the way back. She finds out about this, and obviously furious, she goes after him. Instead of confessing, (laughs) he continues to lie. This time, what did he say? Oh, this time he actually just pretends that he doesn't recognize her, and then he's like, oh, I'm just so busy, you know, can't get married these days. Ha 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 ha. So yeah, he lies, and he says he doesn't recognize her, and then he's all busy, and heads off. And she's furious, and she attacks him. But um, the priest prayed to Kumano Gongen to save him, and then a divine light came, and it blinded Keo, and he managed to escape. And... It seems like as sort of a way to balance things out, because the monk used divine intervention, she is also allowed to use divine intervention. At least that's the way the story kind of made it sound. So she turns into the yokai. Which kind? Well, all the pictures that I've seen of her depict her as kind of like like a, a sea serpent okay or like a, an asian dragon mm-hmm. i'm not sure what it's actually going for that's actually why i picked this story <laughs> is cuz i was looking for something about like a sea serpent and this is the most interesting one that i found and she chases after him and, and he runs to a temple and you know he's pounding on the door he's like you got to save me guys and they they take him inside and they hide him under a bell but she finds him and she wraps around the bell and she's like hitting it with her tail and so his ears are ringing and he's in pain. And then she breathes fire. So I guess maybe she is a dragon. Yeah. She breathes <laughs> fire onto the bell and roasts him alive. <laughs> <laughs> Proving once again, you shouldn't lie to women.
1: She can become a dragon and burn your alive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, ancient japan that was a very real possibility (laughs) you better believe boys were more honest with women after hearing that story
1: yeah that history reminds me like the one that we talked like uh, two chapters ago that all of the history have a moral in the back
0: yeah this is kind of teaching
1: history yes
0: yeah well, thank you very much for joining us sure. on the exploration of the yokai. Hopefully, we'll be able to share some more stories. Yeah, in the future. They're yeah. kind of fun. Oh, no, so much fun. In the meantime, check out that website, yokai.com. Yes. Oh, and of course, don't forget to check out Lita and the <laughs> Samurai so that you can read about where all these influences are going. <laughs> okay until the next episode you don't question why you're running through a forest bamboo you don't give yourself time to think you run you scream you cry you run and run and run and you hope the man chasing you with a bow and arrow doesn't kill you lida and the samurai is a tale of a modern girl in ancient japan only available on chanillo.com that's C-H-A-N-N-I-L-L-O dot com. Lita, a young woman who moved to Japan to escape her abusive family, is slowly adjusting to her new life. She's learning Japanese, making friends, and enjoying the summer festivals. On the day of the famous Tanabata Festival, she finds a small shrine. But when she steps out of the shrine, she steps into Edo-era Japan. Trapped 400 years in Japan's past, what follows is half fantasy, half historical fiction. Is her coming here an accident? Or does it have some Something to do with the sudden appearance of European ships off the coast. Lita must discover how she ended up in this situation and how she can get back home, or if she even wants to go back. Lita and the Samurai updates bi-weekly on Mondays. You can read the first chapter for free on Chanillo.com. Once again, that's C-H-A-N-N-I-L-L-O We were the first and we will be the last. From Morgan James' fiction comes the exciting new historical fantasy Orope, the White Snake, by Guinevere Lee. The whispers of the gods have seen the vision, the gods destroying the world in a flood because the old ways have been corrupted and forgotten. Three are chosen, Tersh, Kareth, and Shadi, to go out and warn the world. The gods must be appeased. In Orope, the White Snake, Tersh must leave her children and travel to Matawe, the kingdom in the mountains. She also must care for Kareth, and keep him out of trouble. Kerith, told since birth that he is destined for greatness, has been expecting this moment. Certain that he is ready, he quickly discovers that his confidence and curiosity have a tendency to lead him into dangerous situations. Shadi finds himself traveling alone to find the people of the jungle, the Petsuhalpa. The jungle seems like a paradise until he discovers the darker rituals practiced within. Samaki is a merchant who returns to Mahat to find his home destroyed, his father dead, and no one to buy his expensive cargo. With his first mate Tuhark. the merchant struggles to move forward after his entire world has been upended. The stories of these four travelers intersect and entwine with each other as they move towards their destinations. Guided by visions, the whispers must use their wits to survive in these strange new lands that would rather use them as political pawns than listen to their warnings. Available in paperback, digital, and audio wherever books are sold. To learn more about Guinevere Lee and her writing, visit guineverelee.com. G-U-E-N-E-V-E-R-E-L-E-E ecom And thank you for listening. Music provided by bensound.com.